This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. But today I wanted to talk with you just a little bit about reaching our destination. You know, it's just like in the natural, you can go on a trip, okay? But now, if you've never been there before, okay, and you're going on a long trip, you usually, well, in the old days, for those of you, you know, we used to use maps, you know. They were either a paper that folded out or pastor has. When he used to drive truck, he has this big trucker's map. I mean, it's got, but it's got all kinds of details. And it would tell you even then, you know, like where main roads were, where back roads, you know, interstates, places to eat, you know, that type of thing. But there was, in order to get to a destination you'd never been to before, you had to look at a map. Now, of course, we have modern technology where we talk into our phone and say, you know, 2568, you know, uh, Highway 63, Alexander City. Amen? Um, or, we, or we say, maybe if we don't know an address, but we could just say, you know, Atlanta Airport. Whatever you say, she comes up and she tell, gives you uh, directions where you can see the little car or you can even hit on the tab and it'll tell you even written things so if you wanted to kind of look at that and maybe get some more detail but it directs us to where we're going but see if you did not know where you were going and you didn't use the old way or the new way and you just said I'm just gonna wing it more than likely you're not gonna reach your destination okay you may get close you may get in the vicinity but you're not going to reach it because you didn't have any guidance and you didn't follow any map. Well, what is God's word? God's word is our road map to where he wants to take us. And sometimes we can get too busy in life where we haven't looked at the map in a while and we wonder why, whoa, where am I? Or we get off on some road that don't look like there's any civilization and you're beginning to get a little nervous like, wow, maybe I'm not going the right way. But if you don't eventually either look at your map or stop and take time to ask directions, you're probably going to just keep going around in circles or maybe even going totally in the wrong direction. So we've got to pay attention to God's roadmap. And no matter what stage you are, if you're a new Christian, a mature Christian, God's word is very simple. He designed it for us to follow him. And he said, I will direct your steps. I know the way. I know how to take you, where to take you. And I'll tell you, his way is so much better than our way. And especially, see, as we go on in life, you're going to continually be going to unknown places, to unknown destinations. But you've got to follow his map. We've got to pay attention or you're going to me- me- you know, mess up and go the wrong way. You're going to get going in the wrong direction. So sometimes, just like how life doesn't go as we planned, We've had all these hopes and dreams and everything we thought life should be or what I'm going to be. And somewhere along the way, life, people, 
circumstances happen, it either stops, hinders, or crushes those dreams and those hopes. But guess what? I got good news. Today, God said, I want to help you reach your destination. I want to help you get back on track. Amen. He wants our dreams and hopes to come alive again. Quit walking around like you're half dead, you know, like you're in a daze. Then we wonder why people out there are saying, you know, well, it's not any different in there. Why would I want to go? We need to come alive again in the things of God because he wants us to be alive so that we can be fulfilled. Sometimes when it gets the most overwhelming, that's the time you better be running to God and you better be looking at your roadmap. Because if not, that's when you're going to get turned around and end up on either a detour in totally the wrong direction or on a dead end. And then that's not real happy. That's not real pleasant. Maybe you won't have any service. And then you're out there trapped in the middle of nowhere and you ain't got no service, no way to find out where you are. And that's not a good place to be. So when it gets the most overwhelming, that's not the time for you to give up. That's the time for us to remind ourselves. And if we're looking at his roadmap, we should clearly see God has a plan for me. God has a plan for you. And it's a lot better plan than we have. He loves us. You've got to get that down in your heart. God loves you. He desires for us to go in the right direction, to get to our destination and enjoy the journey along the way and reap the benefits as we're going along the journey. Because when God takes you on a journey, guess what? He's got little treats along the way. There's little blessings. When you stop, it ain't like in the natural, you stop at the road uh, a stop or you stop at a truck stop and you have to pay for your stuff. God said, when you're following my direction and my way, when you stop at my stops, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you something to keep and give you something to give away. So we got to stay on the right road because the right road has the goodies. The right road has the answers to the next thing, has the direction, has the piece of the puzzle to the next step in our life, in our journey. But guess what? He's waiting on us to ask, to trust, and believe, to take action. So it's just like when you get in your car and you're going somewhere you've never been before, if you don't take action to either look or ask how to get there, you're not going to make it. God's saying, look in my word. Ask me. Cry out and say, God, help me reach my destination. Give me the next step. And guess what? He'll do. But we got to take action. We got too many people sitting on their do-nothing, sitting on their hands, and wondering, well, I'm just waiting on God. Just waiting on God. God said, maybe I'm waiting on you. When was the last time you invited me in? When was the last time you asked for my instructions? When was the last time you looked at my roadmap that I had for you? He's waiting on us. And 1 John 3, 20 and 23 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air, over the cattle and over the earth, 
and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him, male and female, he created them. God thought of you first, then he created you. He placed destiny in all of our hearts, a future filled with hope. He went on to give us dominion in this life. But the best part is the end of the verse, male and female, he created them. We're, we were created to look like God, to act like God. We have dominion in the earth to rule and to reign. Your circumstances, your situation should not be ruling and reigning you. God gave us authority to rule and reign over the things of this world and over our situations. And that's an awesome thing, amen? Then in Genesis 2, Satan came and ruined everything. Things got off track. How many times have we gotten off track in our lives? I don't know about you, but I could raise my hand a whole bunch of times. I got off track a lot of times. Went the detour. Went what I thought looked the better way. Or in some cases, well, you know what? This is supposed to be a shortcut. Let's go this way. It'll get us there quicker. So yes, got off track. But listen, don't take the attacks and the ups and downs personally in your life. We live in a bad world with a bad devil and bad people. We have to deal with our flesh every day where we've made bad choices. We make wrong decisions, you know, but don't take that personally. That's just part of life. But instead, get up, though and say, you know what, I'm going to go the right way. I'm going to take the best way. I'm going to take God's way. Don't take it personally. You're not a loser. You're a winner. You're victorious in him. You're quite the opposite. God said you're his child. You're not a loser. You're not a quitter. Quit saying that. Well, I never can finish anything. Or my whole life, everything has just seemed like it's gone wrong for me. I've never had anything go right. You've got to stop saying that. Don't see yourself like that. You're not a loser. You're not a quitter. You're not a failure. Okay? Quit saying that. You're God's child. You have benefits. You have an inheritance in him. You're a child of the king. So you're very quite opposite of being a loser, okay? Or being sick and never going to be victorious. You're like, stop that. You're quite the opposite. You're his child. He created you and me, and he knows the purpose and plans that he has for our lives. And guess what? He knows how to get us back on track. But once again, what does it take? It takes some action. When you get off the track, you can't stay in the mully grubs. You can't stay down there, you know, wallering and moaning and groaning. Well, it's never going to change. It's always been like that. Well, then, you know, keep doing the same thing, and you're going to keep having the same thing. But God said, if you'll cry out to me, I'll get you back on track. And then this time, follow my road signs. Not ours. Not how it feels. Not how it looks. Not what everybody else is saying. We're going to follow God. But guess what? You're going to have to trust him. You know why we get off track? 
because we get trusted in us or we get listening to the wrong thing or the wrong people, then we get off track because we weren't looking to him. We weren't trusting him or things got a little tight. The squeeze came on. The devil was just beating us up. But guess what? Then we looked to that and we didn't look to God. You've got to trust him and know that he has good for you. But guess what? In order to move forward, we've got to be healed from a broken past. We got to ask God, I need to be healed and be restored. Now, let me just a little bit on this. This ain't in my notes, but I'm going to tell you something. It's a dangerous thing to play with brokenness and hurt so that you can get attention. Okay, that's a dangerous thing. Guess what? It's not just the world, but there's a lot of people in the church that if it's always woe in me and let me always tell you about everything that's gone wrong and what everybody's done to me, guess what? If that's all you talk is the problem and all you talk is about what everybody else did and how it's everybody else's fault, then the enemy will oblige you, okay? He will oblige you. He'll start feeding that and then that will become your total focus point. That's your destination now. I'm just going to go down hurt, broken, abused, is everybody else and never me. Instead of saying, God, I don't want to be like that no more. I don't want to be broken. I want to be healed and whole and restored. But guess what? It's not easy. It's a process. Okay? Now, for some people, but very rare, okay, let's just get real. They can come up, be prayed, and it's like God just do a supernatural thing. Some delivers them immediately from cigarettes or alcohol or drugs or from being broken or, or abused or raped or whatever. Sometimes it's like an immediate assistant thing, but they still have a process. Okay, but for some, it might be a little bit shorter for them because they just had a creative supernatural miracle Okay, in that. But for most people... You get it, but then you got to walk it out. It's a process. It's day by day because now you've got to learn how to walk healed, how to walk whole, how to walk in joy and peace and trust in God again because you've had a life. See, and for some, it has been a lifetime of walking in this or a lifetime of abuse or a lifetime of sickness. So for some, it will take longer. It will be a process. But guess what? God has a plan. But don't get defeated and say, well, I know so-and-so, man, they went up there and they had, you know, all this and that happened to them and it just seemed like, man, they just whew, went right in. They were able to walk away from all that stuff. God set them free and don't compare yourself. You're not them. Your life is different. How God made you is different. So even your emotions and your makeup is different. So don't compare with somebody else. Okay? Live your life and then let God fix your life. Don't look at how he fixed somebody else's. They're not you. You're not them. But you're going to have to trust him. But in order to move forward, we're going to have to be healed of a broken past. We're going to have to be restored. But guess how you do that? You go back to the one who created you. Go back to step one, God. Okay, God is the healer, the deliverer, and the restorer. But it is a process. Now listen, 
Let me just tell you, because sometimes, too, in the church, we get caught up with thinking, well, I went up, I prayed, they laid hands on me, God healed me, and I'm it. And then you begin to struggle. Well, now I can't tell nobody because I thought I went up for prayer and I should have been delivered. And why am I still wanting to do that? Or why am I still tormented like that? Or blah, blah, blah. And then we get, go for help. Okay? I do usually ask you first to go to the church for help, a leader, or someone else that you can confide in. And let them help you with the process. God didn't intend for you to walk alone. And like I said, everybody's different. But let me tell you, see, it, don't be ashamed to ask for help. Stupidity, okay, don't get offended. Ignorance doesn't ask for help. See, pride will tell you, you can do this on your own, you and God. Yes, in some situations you can. But most of the time you need someone else, okay, that's stronger than you, that believes a little more than you. Don't go to somebody now that just started coming to the church, okay? Not to be offending anybody, but you need somebody that has walked with God for a while and got a little bit of faith up under their belt. Now, look, they're not going to be perfect and they're not going to know all the answers, but you need somebody stronger than you and a little more filled with the faith of God where you can go to them and say, look, I'm still dealing with this and I prayed and I thought I was healed, but then this happened or that came up and I thought, whoa, don't feel ashamed. Don't feel like you're a failure. Or a loser, no, go and say, you know what, I need help with the process to get me all of the way. See, too many people start it, they get the prayer, and then, like I said, then we wonder why they disappear and we never see them again. Because they didn't ask help for the rest of the process. So they only got a piece of their healing, not the whole thing. See? So ask for help. But first we go back to the one who created us. So how do we get back on track? Go back first to God and then ask him for direction. God, help me. What's my next step? Because I want to be healed all the way this time. I want this thing done with. I don't want to, you know, it be okay. And then some people say, well, you know, how could that be laid dormant for five years and then all of a sudden something pop up and I'm dealing with the same thing because you didn't get the root. See? And then after a while, it took a while, but that thing grew again, just like some of these trees out here. They cut them down. You think they're gone. And then all of a sudden, here comes a little sprout. Here comes a little branch. And you're thinking, wait a minute. I thought we cut that thing down and killed it. How in the world is that thing growing again? But see, that's what will happen if you didn't get the root. If you didn't get it out at the root, it will eventually come back again. So finish the process. Go to God and ask him, God, help me get back on track. Take action. You've got to do your part. Because why? He's the author and the finisher of our faith, of your life. He's the author and the finisher of your life. So to let today, we're going to go to God and Jesus, and we're going to ask and invite them and the Holy Spirit to come into our process. We want them in our process. But then guess what? The next thing is you need to expect that things are going to change and that this time you're going to get the whole thing out. And if you need some additional help, you're going to drop your little pride, okay, your little ignorant self, and say, you know what? I got to be of some help to some people, and I can't if I keep going back through this cycle. I need some help. 
I need some help to help me through this process. Ask him to start you in the process and to believe God to give you wisdom or direction or maybe who you could ask. God will show you who you can trust, who will help you. And I, like I said, first come to someone in your church, leaders, whatever, and, and God will connect you with the right one. But you have to invite God into the situation and say, God, I'm start the process and this time I'm going to go all the way. I'm not going to start, stop, and finish. Da, da, da. I'm going all the way, no matter how hard it gets, no matter what it looks like, because I'm going to come out on the other side whole and what, guess what? Then be a benefit to somebody else, to be a help to somebody else so that someday they'll come to you and say, you know what? I just have been living this for one year, five years, 20 years. I can't do it anymore. And you can say, I know right where you are. Let me help you in the process. You don't have to know all the answers, people. Just pray with people. Direct them. And then if you don't have an answer, if they ask you something that's like, whoa, man, that's like out of my thing, then you go to it differently. You go to somebody else and say, you know what? Look, I need help with this. How can I address this with them? I want to help them. Don't pretend you know the answer. Don't get all religious in the thing, okay? Just say, look, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to first find out if I can find out from God, and then if not, then I'm going to get someone else in the church to help me because our main goal here, the end goal is, is that we live a life that is successful and fruitful and attractive so that we can win the lost, that we can affect our city, our state, and the nations of the world. Ask them, ask God, ask, invite to come into your life and then say, God, help me to be healed of my brokenness. Restore the hopes and dreams that you've placed in my heart. Reboot my life again. How many times, see, just in the natural, computers get all bogged down, your phone gets bogged down, nothing's happening, everything's freezing, it's not going right, all kinds of things are going wacky. And sometimes you just got to shut it off and reboot again. God's saying, shut some things down and start over again. Let's get back to step one. Cry out to me, and I will direct your steps. He will help you in this. Amen? But we've got to be willing to ask, trust, and believe, and say, God, reboot me. Do whatever. And some things just need to be deleted. How many of us know there's sometimes because you got too much crap on your computer... Too much junk on your phone, and it gets all bogged down. So sometimes you just got to go in and go delete, delete, trash, delete, delete, delete to get things back live again. Some of you got too much trash, too much excess, too much garbage going on. You're doing too many things trying to be a people pleaser or trying to be something I don't know what, but God's wondering what in the world are you doing? Okay, you're not all those things. You don't have to be all those things. Let me help you, but let's delete some stuff, trash some things, and sometimes you just need to consolidate. But some things just need to be gone altogether so you can be rebooted, come alive again. It's time to be rebooted. Begin to be made alive and not bogged down, dragging around, and, you know, uh, 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 and then you wonder why people are like, uh, 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 I don't really want that, okay? Let's come alive. Declare that God, God, make me alive again. Make me alive. 
Make me be a bright light in my city, in my workplace, in my family. Make me alive. God, make me alive. Make me to be all you created me to be. I want to walk in it all. None of us are walking where we need to be. We need to cry out and say, God, you know, step it up. But I got to step it up first. I got to want more. Because God said, I'll give you all you want and more. But too many of us don't want it because we've got too much other stuff. We're bogged down. God said, it's time to come alive. But we've got to be willing and obedient and inviting him to come into our lives. As Pastor Ron comes, say, God, I want you to come into my life today. And listen, it may be for the first time. Maybe you're not saved. Maybe you are saved. Maybe you've been saved a year, 20 years, 50 years, and there's just something. You're like the phone and computer. You're slowing down. You're bogging down. You're freezing. You're shutting off all the time. Why? Because you got too much other stuff. We got too much unnecessary stuff in our lives. We've been filling up with too many other things that are not of God. We've been filling our lives with too much of other stuff and not enough God. It's like if you looked at the compartment in the natural, you got all this junk in one section, and over here God's got one file, but we got 50 files of this and that and personal stuff and what you're going to do and everywhere you go and all that stuff. And it's not that none of that is bad, but sometimes you need to consolidate over there. Okay, where's your priorities? Because the bigger the file of God, the better our life will go. Amen. So we need to get rid of some things. But we've got to make that choice. We've got to take action. In John 14, 27, it talks about peace. If they could put that up there for me. John 14, 27 in the Amplified. But you know, peace comes with adjustments on our part. We have to take action, okay? Nothing comes without us doing something. And it's just like the things of God. Too many times we're sitting and we're waiting when God says, I'm waiting on you to do something. You to do something different. You expect something different. You believe something different, amen? But peace comes with action, and it comes with some adjustments. Like I said, going in and deleting some of those files, going in and deleting some stuff out of our lives, going in and maybe rearranging and maybe getting God back up on top, amen? It says, peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly unsettled. See, many of us could sit here, don't raise your hand, but probably everybody in here could say, well, I can relate to at least one of them things. I'm either, you know, disturbed all the time at everybody and everything. I'm agitated at what they do and what they don't do. I'm agitated at people at my work. I'm agitated at my family. I'm agitated at my mate. I'm agitated at my kids. You know, 
I, I get all unsettled if this ain't perfect and the list didn't all work out and I had one through ten written down and only five got done so now I'm all in an uproar or we're too coward to stand up to the things of the world and to what people are telling us and don't have faith enough and boldness enough to stand up and say no that's not right I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do what God says. No, I'm not going to talk like that anymore. I'm not going to act like that. I'm going to be bold in the things of God because I want my life changed. You can just stand for a minute. Please just stand, everybody. And I just want to pray over all of you. But it's time to get back on track, take action, Enjoy the journey, and let's arrive at the destination that God had purposed and planned for us. Amen? So right now, Father, I just thank you. I declare right now that your people cry out. Say, say, God, I'm ready to be healed and walk in your wholeness. I declare my life. Get back on track. I want you in every area of my life. Now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. I will enjoy the journey. Thank you, Lord. Reap the benefits of obedience and get to the destination. Because along the way, I'm bringing people with me. People for my lives. We thank you, Lord. We say, I love you, Jesus. You say, Amen. So be it. Amen. Now I'm going to just tell you something. See, too many times we say a thing, but then we don't act on it. That's where the missing gap is here, okay? You've got to take action. You have got to want different. You've got to want better. And why? Because people are counting on you and me. People are counting on you and me. Amen? So, Father, I just thank you right now. Today, there has been... A revelation, a revealing, and even a restoring. There's even been healing and wholeness that has happened during this message, God. The little bits and pieces, things have been brought up and brought to light. I thank you now, too, that we break, just break that spirit of fear, condemnation. We break it right now and say, thank you, Lord, that you're going to direct our steps. I'm taking action to invite you in, and then I'm going to take action to hear Go to your roadmap and find out what's the next step. If I need help in the process, I'm asking for help. Because I don't want to no more be in this place. I want to be of help. I want to be a benefit to you, God, to my church, to my family, and to all of those that you have put into my life. I want to be a benefit. I want to be attractive so that they'll want what you've placed in me. We thank you for it, Father, right now. Just a healing and a wholeness and a peace coming upon your people right now. And I thank you never again to be the same. There, today, today, God, they're back on the right track. Today, they're headed in the right way. And we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for it.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.